This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Hey everyone, so welcome again to another edition of Health and Hope. Um, I could say welcome to all you hope leaders out there. That's a big deal because um, always want to have you subscribe and find out what's going on, where it's going on, how it's going on at Sherwood.tv. You get to find out about great guests and great things going on. Today, I am uh, distinctly honored to uh, have as a guest a well-known author, a well-known teacher by the name of Gary Hensel. And I got to tell you about this before I tell you his bio. So we follow each other on Twitter, right? And uh, he actually reached back to a message. And how many people do that? So that's uh, the graciousness of the man is here. Uh, Gary, thanks for being here. And I'll get into your bio. I just want to tell you thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for inviting me. So you are a teacher and author. You've been in the corporate world with uh, HR, and then you got into academia as a teacher at a college. You did that for a number of years. Now you're teaching and writing about wisdom, a new thought movement. Boy, do we need that. And you are an incredible uh, person in regard to media, growth mindset. The thing that I found fascinating was you won an international award as author of the year in London from the Powerhouse Global Group. And I thought that was amazing. That was really cool. You've authored uh, some several books that I've heard of and read, Notes to a Younger Me, I Am, The Two Most Powerful Words, Tough Roads, and you've got a new book coming out, Lessons for a Spiritual Warrior. And I want to hear all about that too. So you connect with people all around the world. You do a lot of these uh, broadcasts and interviews. And so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Let's jump in, man. How about that? Okay. So let's kind of start with, I want to hear about your latest book, Lessons for a Spiritual Warrior, because we need some warriors today like never before. So tell me about that. (laughs) Well, your timing is perfect because about an hour ago, uh, it went up for pre-sale on Amazon um, as an ebook. And then April 1st, it will come out um, in a softback version as well. So you can go on there and I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, I always say that if somebody writes a song or a book, a poem, um, you know, a play, it really takes a lifetime to write that, you know, sometimes a songwriter say, well, I wrote the song in an hour, mm. but the truth is it took their entire life to get to that point And the experiences that they, you know, had to experience and the growing and the changing. And, um, and so I look at all my books that way. And, and, and even, even within that module, it still takes me a year or two for each book, even though they're very simple books, the process is, is much more than the reader sees, you know, Um, I usually write through meditation. Mm -hmm. I'll meditate. I'm into grounding. Yeah a little bit of basic Tai Chi, and I um, look for those inspired moments. And I write them down, I record them. And then thousands of those are sorted through and and broken down and combined and piggybacked and, you know, to come up with what looks like very simple, simple, but actually it it is literally uh, very time consuming, but I love it. I love writing. And uh, this new book, 
I, every book always feels my best one, you know, yeah. uh, but, but be, that is because I'm growing spiritually. Yeah. I'm, and I, and I really write for myself. Yeah. It's a part of my healing, my growth, what I want to learn. And you know, like the best way to learn something is to teach it. Mm. So uh, it's, it's all a process, but I'm very excited about it. And I always keep my books very inexpensive. I want them to be available to as many people as possible. So, so that book this morning, uh, went live. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, on April 1st, as, as an ebook and on April 1st, you'll be able to pick it up in a softback version as well. Well, I'm excited about that myself because, um, as you know, we've written books as well. And I just want to tag onto what you said, because I think it's worthy of clarification for some out there. When you write books, you're writing out of your own personal pain and development over time. So, you know, I think you mentioned very key people experience life and you're just basically translating your life experiences into paper, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So when you talk about um, the affirmation generator, you mentioned that a few times, you know, why are affirmations important and what do you mean by that? Well, my second book is I am, and it's all the concept of how powerful those two words are, because what you put after them creates your life. You are creating your life. And uh, so many people that you meet every day, family members, acquaintances, coworkers are bound up into so much negativity. And certainly in your profession, you know how important it is in the healing process the messages you're sending to yourself. So at the time, I was a, uh, a college professor and a department chair, and I came down with Lyme disease. Wow. And uh, because it was misdiagnosed for about three years, it really, uh, you know, tore up my body and became a pretty serious situation and, and, and forced me into an early retirement uh, from, from, ac- I spent 20 years in academia, um, but uh, I decided I, I, you know, I just couldn't keep up. And, um, and that was 10 years ago. And so again, once I got a diagnosis, I felt a little bit better that I wasn't crazy, but that's also not something easy to heal. It's, you know, it's not accepted by the medical community and by insurance companies and all that type of stuff. Uh, eventually, um, starting about three, four years ago, I developed my own protocol of all natural methods. And nice. for the first time was able to, um, to get ahead of it. And uh, again, it's, uh, you know, I, in, but going back to the point, the I am is, I am healed. I am healthy. I feel good today. I'm, you know, those types of things. Uh, is what generated the title for that book and the meditations that are within there. I think that is so powerful because even in our clinic offices and we teach people around the world, we don't allow them to say things like I have type two diabetes or I am diabetic, for example, because it creates this false ID card and it's, it begins to just envelop your whole identity. And that's what you talk about. That's who you are. And that becomes you. So I, I'm telling you, that's incredibly powerful of what you just said. And I hope people, if you got nothing else, get that. Watch what you say, because words create. They create building up or tearing down. Now, I'm sure that I just want to kind of, with Lyme's disease, that's a very wicked, uncertain, 
unsettling things because the medical community doesn't really know what to do other than here's your antibiotic. Uh, my question for you is even in your own journey, did you struggle with the I am statements during that time? And there was um, some day I, there was nights I didn't think I was going to make it through the night when I was very serious, you know, cause it, it affects everybody a little bit differently. And for me, it kind of destroyed my endocrine system. Uh, and so things like sleep and uh, were difficult and maintaining energy and those types of, so yeah, there was, you know, in the tough moments, you know, you feel like a victim and you say, why me? And that was the part of the growing and learning and healing that I had to do um, to understand that why not me? And if you get really deep spiritually, to believe that you called this to yourself, that, yeah. that, that you wanted to grow spiritually and the universe had to shake you a little bit, you know, and, and to get you to move to, so in other words, I taught for 20 years and I loved it. I developed my own coursework, you know, and I, a great schedule. But was was I stuck in a rut as far as my growth, you know, and yeah. and so I probably would have stayed just to build my pension up higher. But yeah. that's not growth. That's right. And so the disease. So on the good days, you see it as a gift. And that's why I stuttered a little bit earlier. Like, I don't like to say I still have it like you were you were pointing out. Right. I, I rarely mention it. Um and uh, I understand that I'm not, you know, what I was before, but I still don't look at myself as a victim or having the disease. And you know, so, uh, so yeah, those, the, you know, affirmations, some people think they're silly, but the, the truth is, you know, what follows your I am follows you. Yeah. You are creating you. Right. And, and that's a big part of my work is, um, the, the concept, well, first of all, positive energy. There's so many people that have so negative that, you know, they watch the news and they argue about politics and all these silly things. And they don't realize that, that that doesn't make them more responsible to constantly look for the negative and, and, and challenge people on ideas and all that type of stuff. It's not good for your health and it's, it's not good for, for your growth. You're getting down into some real low level negative energy. And so a big part of my teaching is raising that energy level up and that the words you say, the thoughts you think, the people you surround yourself with, the books you read are all crucial to stay vibrating at a higher frequency level. And then you have health and you have happiness and you have bliss and you create the life that, that, that you dream of. Stick. Curious question on that, you know, as we've been through in the timing of our talk today is looking back on one of the most odd times in history that has become uh, something of a focus with people. Uh, would you agree that the idea, Gary, is that's become a potential huge distraction away from the reality of their their focus and their true mission and calling in life? Absolutely. And and uh, the ego gets us trapped into this is the toughest time ever to be alive. Well, you haven't studied history. No. <laughs> Even with the virus, this still is the greatest time to be alive. We have much easier lives than anybody that preceded us. You know, we live better than kings did 100 years ago, 150 years ago, you know, and every generation and, and 
and humans are constantly challenged to grow. And, and, and so, yeah, there, there's people that died. There's families that were broken apart. There's, uh, you know, fortunes that were lost because jobs were lost and retirement's going to, but, but you have to understand that it doesn't define who you are Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't change your core. And what's interesting uh, when people are under fear, which is the biggest thing that this creates, you really peel back the layers and find out who they really are Mm. because the true self is us under fear, under adversity. And so some people you thought like, well, wow, they're really go-getters. And, you know, they go hundred miles an hour and all this stuff. And you think of them as so positive. And, and then you find out they're, they're sometimes the most fearful. And then you, then you come back and think, well, that's why they were running around working hundred hours a week. Cause they're always trying to control everything to, to gain security. And we know that life is anything, but you know, the very essence of life is change. <laughs> So yeah, you, you you learn a lot about human nature. You know, during- we we look back on this time, and of course, when it began, we're like, "What in the crap's going on?" You know, right? Um, uncertainty is was the word, but uh, we looked at it as a gift in our own lives yep. and the people that we had the opportunity to speak into their lives because it showed us weaknesses, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and anytime you have that opportunity. To know where your weaknesses are, you have an opportunity to correct them. So we took that and ran with it. So hearing it from you um, is an affirmation to the way we perceive that. And, that, you know, another part of my teaching is always look for the gift, whether it's an illness, a divorce, a job loss, uh, a loss of a loved one. Those things can all be painful. And we, we have attachments to job titles and income levels and even people. And attachment is not a true healthy love. So as we, as we accept these, and, you know, the biggest fear for everybody is death. Yeah. So something like the virus really, you know, emphasizes that and, and gives it fuel. But the truth is, once you can accept um, that we are, we are energy, we are in this form and we will change form. You start losing your fear of death because it's the ego that's hanging on to survive. You know, this is who I am. And, but the truth is it's just another door opening a transition. So when you get to that, when you lose the fear of death, you can really start living. And I know that's not easy to do. You know, That's really good right there because that's where people, uh, we observed over the course of time that fear was killing people yep. and they weren't living. They were just dying. And we got to get back to living life instead of dying life. Yeah. And when I was younger, I used to say uh, I'm a survivor because yeah. of some of the things that, that I went through in my childhood and, and uh, you know, different. And, but I, although over the years, I've changed that to a thriver. Mm. Surviving is that's not a way to live. You know, you get from one day to the next, you overcome great hurdles, but you're not alive. You know, you're always clenching and holding on for everything and trying to control. So, so I change that. That's another one of those, you know, change your thoughts, change your words. You know, I'm not a survivor. I'm a thriver. That's really good. And you, you you know, you wrote a book that knows too younger me. And I love the title because the title says it all. It's like, it almost gives this idea of like, 
if I only knew then what I know now kind of idea. Um, you know, you, you wrote that, you know, later in life, looking back, of course, and you talk about a breaking point, the breaking point. What was that breaking point that said, man, I, I got to get this? Or was there more than one breaking point for Gary? Oh, definitely lots of them. And even when I was very young, I was always, um, I always wanted to grow spiritually. I wanted to, to understand something more, something deeper and find meaning in life. And so again, out of my childhood, there was some things to, to overcome and grow. And then as I entered adulthood, you know, you're, you're insecure, you're bringing baggage from your childhood. Uh, you're, you're not healthy. So you're not getting in healthy relationships. Um, and so that concept, I re- I talk about, I wrote that book to the six-year-old me, mm. you know, the 10-year-old me, the 15-year-old me. Um, but certainly even as a young adult, I would love to sit down with that person yeah. and say, you don't need this much stress. You don't need to worry about what people think about you, you know, and, and, and you're beautiful and you're talented and you're special and you're loved and you're worthy. And, and, you know, those some, just basic, simple messages, really. Was that something, writing that book, was that healing for you? Absolutely. And I, I kind of turned it, I wrote it very personal. And I kind of went back and forth because some, some of the things they won't, people won't relate to, you know, because it's not their life. But I thought that's the only way it's genuine. I, it has to be a book to myself. You know, and then hopefully if people read it, there's a few things that they can pull out. And that, when I taught, I was that way. If you can just, you know, if, if we have a three hour class and if you come out here with one concept that kind of stuck in your head a little bit at the end of a semester, if you had, you know, 10, 15 concepts, that was success to me. You know, just just yeah. touching a person, getting them in touch with themselves. You know, teaching is really about pulling out what is already inside the student not about regurgitating information into them, you know? So making people feel special, making them feel important. And I, and I, I taught and I, I, I coached a lot. And, and certainly in the corporate world, I had leadership positions and I always kind of had that. I wanted to inspire people and bring out what was in them, you know? I like that, you know, because I'm sure you have people that contact you to this day and say, Remember when I learned this, and I'm sure you've received a lot of thank yous for that, haven't you? Yeah, I remember um, in teaching, I got an email one night, and um, a student said, last night I was uh, considering suicide, and I came to your class, and I was kind of like walking death, Mm. but something you said had this impact on me. And when I woke up in the morning, I knew, you know, and so he emailed me and it was beautiful. You know, wow. I mean, like, that's what teaching is all about. You know, uh, of course, I didn't know it. I didn't know what he was going through. And that's frequently people we meet in life. We don't know what pains and and things they are trying to overcome. We make a lot of assumptions and that's human nature, but that's not good. You know, well, I like what you said, because we all need to consider in when there is anger and agitation in the world and, you know, evil, you know, you look at the person hurting people, hurt people. And that's really looking at them from a whole different 
viewpoint. And I think that's the key to being a blessing in their lives, probably, right? I um I struggled with evil all my life and I never thought, you know, people would say, well, that person's evil. And I'm like, no, they're not evil. They're just, you know, it's so it was a very difficult concept. But just in the last year, I've I've come up with the idea that evil is more simple than we think. It, it when when somebody is detached from their source, from love, when they don't love themselves, yeah. they're unable to love people around them. And and at some level, that is that can become evil because they're hurting other people. They're trying to control other people. They're trying to, they don't believe in abundance. So they're, they're holding on to everything so tight, even love. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot hoard love. It is just the opposite of what it is. And um, so at some point they can do things that you would consider evil. And And it's because they are detached from their source. They're, it's like they're, they've went to the ego and it's on steroids. Mm-hmm. And so then they'll take on like narcissistic personalities, like <laughs> the world's all about me and everybody else is screwed up and I have to keep everybody down because I don't really love myself. And if I see somebody else loving themselves or being happy, that doesn't make me feel good. So, you know, I cut them down or I physically hurt them or emotionally or verbally, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so they, to say no, they're not the devil walking on the earth, but they're so far detached from their source and love that they do evil things. That is some wise words that people need to, to hear because a lot of times we make assertions and judgments on people erroneously and incorrectly because Truly, I concur with you a thousand percent. It's a lack of self-love and self-awareness of that love that we're supposed to give away in abundance to other people. You know, a little question I want to ask you, you know, maybe what are some things that you would say people are not doing today, but they should be doing as you've taught and you've lectured and you've authored what are some of those things that people can do, tangential things that people can grab a hold of and turn around? Um, a couple, and they're and they're simple, but hard to implement for some of us. Stillness, quiet, solitude. We see people like they'll go for a run or a walk, and they got to have music in their ears. You know, it's always TV. You know, of course, now your podcast. They should listen to that. <laughs> of course, <laughs> don't turn it off, people. But look for quiet moments. Look for stillness. Create them in your life. Um, don't be afraid of yourself. You know, there's a difference between uh, alone and lonely. And people have to understand that, you know, it's okay to spend a night alone. You don't have to go out every night. It's okay to read a book, to meditate, to ground, to walk in nature, uh, those simple things. And that is how you're connecting with your source. Mm. And then the second one tails right into that. There's just so much negativity. You know, again, people think it's the hardest time ever to be alive. And that's just the ego speaking. That's the ego fighting to survive. It's not true. And you're not helping, you're improving your life by just constantly being negative. Everybody doesn't have to agree with your political views. Right. 
That's not necessary. And you know what? There's always going to be politics. It's, it's, it's a human nature, you know? And, and so you can't go around your life constantly talking and being angry about politics. And that's just one example, you know, but, but start looking, you know, what I, um, what I do now is I look for people that are vibrating at a high level and that's who I spend my time with and you can feel it. And as you get more in touch with yourself, you know, somebody can walk in a room and not say a word and you can pick up a tremendously low energy and, and vice versa. So ask yourself, who are the people you're spending time with? And sometimes they're family members, friends, old friends, but you got to, you got, and that's, that's a great exercise. If this person that is a big part of your life is constantly negative, constantly, well, you're going to, you're going to vibrate down to that level. And you also have to understand you cannot change people. In other words, inner work has to be done by the person and they have to want to do it. So sometimes you do have to move your energy away from certain people. It might be family members. It might be friends. it, It might be coworkers, whatever, but there's times when you need to, um, you know, this is not going to, this is not good for me constantly spending a lot of time with them. You're talking about sort of a learning how to set boundaries, aren't you? In that yeah. kind of, and sometimes you're saying learn to love people from a greater distance. Would that be? Yeah. And we don't, yeah, exactly. And we don't set boundaries to control people. Right. That's not healthy. Right. We set boundaries because we say we understand that they might be on a different path than we are. And that's okay. And, and, and their path is not similar to ours. And so we might spend a little bit of time with them, but they're not going to be a huge part of our life. You know, I like that. And you, you've had a lot of experience in your life dealing with a lot of different types of people. And it's apparent now with the wisdom that exudes from you. Thank you. Um, perhaps uh, would you maybe give our listeners maybe the top three things you've learned from your time um, in life so far? I know you're still learning. I know that. But what are the, some of the top three things that you've sort of learned? One thing is certainly um, happiness is a choice. In every moment, you get to decide whether you're going to be happy. You can't control all the events. You might be in the middle of horrible circumstance. But you still get to decide whether you want to be happy. Take that power back. That's empowering. When you play a victim, you're giving your power away. And so constantly keep your power. Bring it back. You are a tremendously powerful individual. More than we know as humans, we're just scratching the surface on what we are physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually able to do. Mm -hmm. So catch yourself from playing a victim. Catch yourself from giving away your power. Decide to be happy. Surround yourself with happy people. Surround yourself with happy people. When I met my wife, before I met her, I said a couple simple things. I want to be in a healthy relationship. And I want somebody that's happy. And you look at, you look at yourself as well as like, who am I, you know, and what do I want out of myself? So you, you make that list. And then, and um, the thing that attracted me to my wife was that she was a, just a a happy person Mm -hmm. at her core. That's who I want to spend time with. 
<laughs> right. you know I mean? yeah. yeah. And happiness is there's a couple of simple components. One, you, you have to have purpose. There has to be a reason to get out of bed every day. You have to have purpose. And so like when I was sick, my writing became my reason instead of just, you know, spending 20 hours a day in bed. Mm. I, I had to do something to heal myself. Um, you have to give back. Light, and if you if you truly believe in abundance, you understand you give back everything: wisdom, energy, money, time, and and love, happiness, and more of it will come to you. Yeah. So have a purpose. You know, give back. There should be lots of laughter. Mm. You should be constant. That's that's the story. You should be constantly laughing throughout the day. Whatever that is. And again, if you're surrounding yourself with happy people, there's going to be lots of laughter. And, and whether it's a, you, know, if you don't want to watch a stand-up comic or you want to watch a TV show or a funny movie or whatever it takes for you, but make sure there's lots of laughter in your life. Constantly look for laughter. So choose to be happy. Find a purpose. Give away. Laugh. Have fun in life. And that sounds like a whole book right there. <laughs> That's good. You know, you just wrote uh, and you're just now releasing lessons for a spiritual warrior. I got to ask you, man, what's next? I always say that actually I'm, I've already started writing a book on leadership, on servant leadership. Mm -hmm. And so that's already in the process. And uh, so I'm always working on my next book, you know, because if I said I'm done, then I don't have a purpose in life, you know? Um, and I got, you know, I, I was doing a lot of master classes and workshops and things like that. And that of course obviously got slowed down uh, with the, uh, with the virus. And I hope that that's going to kick back up um, a woman that teaches at Harvard medical school, Dr. Uh, Beth Frades and I started teaching a master class on, on thriving mm. And her specialty, and she's one of the founders of lifestyle medicine. Yeah. And so we hope to continue to continue that work uh, in, in the form of, so I love, I still love teaching, you know, and face-to-face. -face. I mean, you can do it a little bit on Zoom and things like that. And, and I love, I love that energy of a small room and, and getting, so, so I'm just going to keep writing and I'm going to uh, keep teaching. And um, the biggest compliment I get, and I hear it a lot in my books or in my social media postings, mm -hmm. is I felt better Yeah. after reading your book. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's, that's exactly my, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish. It's a simple little book. It's inexpensive. It doesn't take a lot of time, but they finish it and they go, wow, that made me feel better about myself and better about life and better about the world. So it's like a, a simple meditation. Well, I tell you, you know, the time we get to spend together now, yeah. <laughs> highlight for me, I feel better. <laughs> Thank you oh, for good. that. Uh, good. You know, I, I think there's people out here in our, in our world that are listening right now that have run the gamut of faith. They've had faith. They've, had, they've lost hope, et cetera, and back and forth. Um, what are some words as we wind down in time, some final words of advice and wisdom that you would say, sir, ma'am, fill in the blank? Wow. Yeah, that's uh, 
you know, I, I'm really repeating some of the stuff I said, because I always try to keep it simple. Yeah. You know, watch, watch your words to yourself, the words you speak to yourself in your head. You'd be surprised how many of them are negative. Mm-hmm. Stuff like, I can't do that. Or I'd never be good at that. Or just those little ones, you know, or, or that person doesn't like me. And just all these things. And you don't understand how powerful that is, that message that you're sending to yourself. Uh, and to me, the single largest thing in my spiritual growth, and I think this will, a lot of people will relate to this. I had to learn to love myself. Mm. That's a foundation. You have to, you have to understand, you can't love somebody else in a healthy manner unless you love yourself. People think that that's selfish. No, you're a beautiful human being. You're talented. You're this unbelievable energy force. Like yourself, love yourself. Quit being so critical. Quit regretting things. You know, there were moments in your past that you might regret, but all they were was a moment in time. And that's not who you choose to be now. You can create a new you in every moment. Wow. That is, I hope folks listen to that, listen to this whole podcast over and over again and make some notes. And we're going to make sure to put the links to all four of your books okay. right down here below. And how can people get in touch with you? How can they follow you? What are your social media identifiers? Well, the easiest way is my website is just garyhensel.com. Uh, and on there, there's direct links to social media sites and to purchasing uh, a couple of my simple books. And I, the biggest site that I'm on is uh, Twitter. I'm on them all, but I have a little over 120,000 followers on Twitter. And that is just Gary underscore Hensel. Yeah. My Instagram's the same, Gary underscore Hensel. Facebook is uh, author Gary Hensel, where there's an author page on there. There's an author page on Amazon. Um, and, and so it's a pretty easy to pretty easy to find out there. Well, I encourage people as I did to follow you, sir, because um, I enjoy all your posts. You know, they're all um, the same idea, the same concept, just to make people feel better and make them feel good and motivate them and uplift them. And there's a theme there that's been continuous. It hasn't been wavering one bit. And I really appreciate you for doing that. It's I don't talk politics on there. <laughs> no, but that politics are negative right now. You know, yeah. we need to lift up our leaders instead of try to tear them down and bitch about them. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, that doesn't, you can't change people like that. You change people with love, not, yep. not degrading them all the time. Exactly. So. Uh, man, I just really appreciate you and uh, thank you for joining us. All of these links are going to be below once again. And please go connect with and follow Gary Hensel because you'll be glad you did. Just like I'm glad I did. Just like I'm glad that I feel better because I know this man now. And hopefully we can talk again soon. I'd like that. And, uh, and meet in person too. I, uh, a lot of times I meet people on Twitter and, and then years later, I, I meet them in different parts of the world. Even it's fascinating. We, we will make that happen because that would be cool. I'll give you a nice mask free hug. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> well, thank man, you, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, and I really appreciate that, um, your time today. It's been a blessing, and uh, I look forward to meeting you in person and doing this again and again and again. So we'll keep Absolutely. it Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And folks, listen to this broadcast again and again. I'm serious because this is one, like they all are, don't miss this now moment to change your life because it will. If you just embrace it, wake up, live life conscious, and don't live life unconscious because you'll probably make a wrong turn here and there. So embrace this time we've had today. And I look forward to seeing you next time on our Health and Hope broadcast. For whatever's coming next again, go to Sherwood.tv. We'll see you next time. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.